Dig. There was even supposed to be a counterpart in reality. A school near Moscow where the KGB trained selected spies to perform prodigies of intercourse. The British intelligence agents Wilkinson had met insisted on its existence with a fervor. Wilkinson suspected that had led Ian Fleming astray. Being young again, being anything but what he was. Wilkinson took a drag and sighed smoke. Two policemen sauntered past the alley entrance, glancing in. They did not see him. Not that it would have mattered if they had. He had his cover story ready, his legend, as the fancy boys called it, in case he was questioned. A hostess in the Golden Obi had promised to meet him in the alley, and he, poor sucker, was waiting. The club hostesses in Tokyo often rid themselves of importunate foreigners that way. The story was plausible enough. To lay the groundwork for it, Wilkinson had had two drinks in the club with the hostess before slipping into the alley. He was ready for the meat if Krylov was serious. He glanced at his wristwatch in the glow of his cigarette, a natural action if he should be overseen. Male foreigners hot for Japanese girls were notoriously impatient. He felt a stir of pride at the fact that he still made the right moves automatically. He had a lot of good missions left in him, Wilkinson knew. Runs, as they called them nowadays, even though he couldn't seem to convince anyone in Washington. For anyone, read Holloway. They all added up to Holloway. Damn Holloway. At the home office, the Holloway boys had hinted that he was skid-bound. They hadn't come right out with it, but they might as well have. His crown was balding, his waist was blowing up, he was walking on the flats of his feet. All right for a class two, or a contract agent who had to do only transmission, cutout, or courier work. But not for a class one man, who was expected to be everything from an Olympic athlete to a psych major. Wilkinson drew deeply on his cigarette and shifted his stance. At that moment, he saw curtains part in a second-floor window in the rear wall of the building and froze to attention. He caught one glimpse of the sheared silhouette of a tall, bulky man, but in that glimpse, Wilkinson made out the crop of dark hair and the square face with its professional camouflage of boyish charm and recognized Krylov. Krylov was, of course, allowing himself to be seen from the alley to let Wilkinson know he was still waiting for a chance to come down unseen. He must be desperate, Wilkinson thought. What Wilkinson could see, others might see, too. He kept watching, refusing to reveal himself. After a moment, Krylov's silhouette moved away from the window and the curtains dropped back. Wilkinson ground his cigarette out. Okay, so far. They could yatter all they wanted about his going to seed, but it took a man of long experience to set up a proper meet and carry it through. They had even had the gall to ask for his plan in advance instead of letting him work out the details in his own way, a demand they would never have made in the old days. In revenge, Wilkinson had worked out two plans, giving them their choice. The first had set the Cebu department store for the meet, either in the basement, which looked like a hero-sized American supermarket, usually crowded with people shopping for meats and delicatessens and delicacies from all over the world, or on the top floor, with its dozens of restaurants and coffee shops always jammed, 
where a shopper could dine on soba and seaweed for 80 yen or a kopi beefsteak dinner for a thousand. The Cebu was a favorite haunt of foreigners. A cultural attaché like Krylov, tired of the relative austerities of gum, could be expected to browse or dine there. An expected tourist was one of the Cebu's commonest sights. Wilkinson's alternative plan had been the Golden Obi Alley. He had passed the plans along through channels, the usual two cutouts and a communicator, and they had made him wait almost two days for the nod for the second plan. It rankled. Not their choice of the second plan, but the wait. It was a good plan based on the existing situation, as good plans should be. Alexei Krylov was known to frequent the Golden Obi. He had gone soft on a hostess there named Kamiko. It would be easy for Krylov to excuse himself, ostensibly to visit the men's room and instead.